again, this is Lisa Morrell and Shelley Whitehouse, and we are so happy to welcome you to Peer Coaching Call Number One. And this is going to be around setting the foundation. The purpose of these peer coaching calls is for you to get an opportunity to actually begin practicing the information that you are learning. We'll begin with uh, some demonstrations from Shelley and I. And that will give you an opportunity to know exactly what we're talking about and what we're looking for. And then we'll have our lovely students who are with us today, Maddie, Tara, and Peg, do some practicing. So you'll hear not only what it would look like with ease and flow from Shelly and I, but also with ease and flow from those of you who are just beginning. I know that when uh, I watch real experts do their craft, I often don't learn as much as I do from people who are more on my level. I was talking to Shelly about this at one point. When I used to go down to Florida every winter and I'd take my horses down there and they had beautiful Grand Prix dressage and it was just gorgeous. While I enjoyed it immensely, I had no idea what they were doing (laughs) because it looked like they weren't doing anything. And so I had to, you know, go back to my little whatever level I am, and then I had to go to the uh, levels that were just like mine and a little bit above, and then I could really hear what and see what were the struggles that they were having and the places that they were needing to work on to be able to get to those higher levels where it looked and sounded like they weren't doing anything except just being perfect. So I want you to be able to have the advantage of having both, and so that's one of the other reasons why we have involved our current students who are in the entire program, the coach training program, as well as those of you who are in the home study course. So we're looking forward to just getting going. Shelley, you want to welcome everyone as well? Hi, everybody. We're very happy to have you here with us, those of you who are live and those of you who are listening. We thought we would start with a little centering exercise so we all get together on the same wavelength as we step into this content and the practice. So like we've done before, we want to invite you to take a nice deep breath in, set aside all of the things that you are working on, especially if you're multitasking like many of us do, you have people that are around you, that you can just be right here right now listening and focusing on the learning for yourself, taking the opportunity to really let this information soak in so that you can embody the practice. When you're out in the real world, you'll notice simple shifts around your listening, around how you interact with other people. You don't have to force it. It's something to just allow. So take a nice deep breath in. Breathe in this moment. Fill every cell of your body with clean oxygen and exhale out all of the tensions, all of the distractions. As you start to breathe normally, just notice a little shift. Maybe you feel a little more in your body. You notice yourself present and ready. So with that, Lisa, let's begin. Thank you, Shelley. I want to remind everyone of why we do this centering, as well as just becoming more present. What happens when we are more grounded and more centered is we're actually calling in our other brains, not just our head brain, but our heart and gut brains, 
And we're creating a connection between the mind and the body. And so we're listening to the material, actually learning it from a more complete and whole place. So that when we recall the information, it comes from a much deeper place. That's my experiential learning in any form, as well as experiential learning with horses, is so powerful because we're receiving it on a cellular level. We're receiving it from a different place other than just hearing it on a cognitive level. So, Shelley, thank you very much for taking us through that. One of the things that is so important in our core competencies is setting the foundation. In fact, that's number one. So, for those of you who are listening and those of you on the on the call here in the class, if you take out your ICF core competencies, we're going to go a little bit further into this first one of setting the foundation. Last week in our content call, we went through all of the main categories of the core competencies, and now we want to, as I said, we want to go easily and gently, but we want to definitely step more deeply into the core competencies and setting the foundation. Now, the first one is ethics and standards. There is, by the way, in your materials, a copy of what the ethics and standards are for the ICF, as well as on their website, which is coachfederation.org. And it would be important for you to read those and understand what they are. But if I wanted to say it very easily and simply, I would just say a couple of different things. One being that you are really focusing on a coaching platform rather than a therapy or counseling platform. Coaching platform is more about going forward. Someone comes to you with a specific goal in mind and you're moving towards that goal, holding the container for that, whereas counseling and therapy is often about where are you now and how did you get there? And we really don't want to do that in coaching. We really are not the expert, which is also one of the other platforms of therapy, there's an expert and there's a patient, and coaching is more of a partnership. So you're co-creating the relationship, which, by the way, is the second core competency. So there's no expert here. So you're really in a different context. You're creating something very different, a consensual learning environment. You're holding the space for sacred possibility and or holding the sacred space of possibility, both of those. And Setting that foundation around coaching and that particular paradigm is very, very important. So that's one of the things that the ICF is particularly emphatic about is the difference between coaching and therapy. Also, I think one of the things that they consider ethical is really around not coaching with your own agenda, around making it seem as though you want them to go into a certain direction or you want them to sign up for six more sessions or you want them to just be dependent upon you. That's not considered very ethically sound as well. And I think there's another one where there's a confidentiality involved. And if we don't hold this space sacred between our clients and ourselves as coaches, that dulls the potential for transformation to take place. And this often happens if you are coaching within a business environment or you're coaching when there's more than one person there, like in a group, like team or group coaching. If you violate that confidentiality perspective, then it makes for a less safe environment. And the potential for, again, this transformation is quite limited. 
So that's one of the things that you need to feel comfortable with and you feel like you have some clarity around it. And as long as you're following those and you're really following your heart, then I don't believe that you will have any problems with that. Having just said that little blurb about that, is there anyone here on the call that has any questions or comments around that? Um, this is Natty. I have a quick question. Okay. So this is one of the things that I think I've been thinking about that, you know, I know that coaching is all about future focused and goal focused, and I just might be getting in my own way with this. But what if you are with somebody that comes to you with a goal and is really future focused, but you feel that without maybe addressing, but you feel that there are issues that they need to address in their past because you don't see how they can move forward without doing that? There's a couple of ways to, to look at that. Maddie, one would be noticing where you are in your body first. Mm-hmm. Is, is this something you feel very strongly could be the block for them moving forward? What role does it feel like for you that that particular issue in the past is playing for that client? And then how does it relate? Why did you see it? Because we are mirrors for each other in coaching. Why did you see that? Did it evoke something for you? In fact, is it yours or is it theirs? Because we see, you know, that thing I often say, if you spot it, you've got it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so wild how our clients mirror our own issues and processes. So it's important for us, and in terms of the coactive coaching model, looking at self-management. What does this mean for us? What is it triggering? And is it about me or is it about them? So that's the first thing I would do is go into that self-exploration. And we're going to be doing so much of that in this course. So you become comfortable at doing that. The next thing I would do is ask the client, how are you helping to create the situation that you're in right now? Mm -hmm. What are the behaviors and assumptions that you are coming from? And how are they impacting where it is that you want to go? So this is a really opportune time for everyone, and I'll say this over and over again, to remind you that the purpose of coaching is to assist the client to reveal their own system to themselves, to themselves. I'll say that again. The purpose of coaching is to assist and support the client to reveal their own systems or their behaviors, assumptions, and actions to themselves. If we remember that, it's much easier for us to decide, oh my gosh, I see this, I'm going to tell them. Should I tell them? Should I not tell them? Rather than them coming to their own conclusions because that's their truth. And unless we recognize what part we're playing in creating our own reality, unless we discover it ourselves, it's very difficult for us to have any kind of behavior change. So that's the second thing I would do. And the third thing I would do is if you are feeling, wow, I am so out of my depth. This person is so messed up. (laughs) This person has so many issues that they need to deal with. I might refer them to a good therapist. And that's something that you should have in your back pocket all the time. Someone that you trust, that knows the work that you're doing, that you feel would dovetail nicely with the work that you're doing with that person, or in fact, ask them 
as part of your intake if they are in therapy or have been in therapy, or do they have access to a counselor, a therapist, a religious support, anything, spiritual support? So those are the three things. First, checking out if it's yours or theirs. Second, having a process and a conversation around them, giving them the opportunity to realize what might be in their way from the past or their system. And the third is referring them to someone else because you realize it's not within the scope of your coaching relationship. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Anyone else? Alrighty. Shelly, did you have anything to add around that? The one thing I might add is it was a great question. We will also be getting more deeply into those kinds of, I don't want to say conundrums, but uh, you know, when we get into more of the coaching relationship and actually coaching and, and what's happening during the coaching and, and powerful questions and things like that, we'll get more into how to handle those kinds of situations. Oh, yeah. We present this information, then we go over it again and again and again and with a fine tooth comb as we near the end. So let's just know that there's a lot to this, even though it sounds pretty straightforward. Thank you. I'll say I'd like to say Peg? something. Yeah, this Peg. Um, hi. Hi. I, I thought it was an excellent question, too. And it, it just, it, the, your response, Lisa, illustrates what you just said, that we go over it again and again and again, because I, I've heard you say already several times before that the coaching thing is about helping us see what in our systems, as you called it now, our behaviors, our assumptions that get in our own way and helping people to see that. Well, I've heard you say that, but it's lovely to hear you say it again in this particular context. Muting. Right. (laughs) Great. Great. I'm glad to see that you're connecting the dots because that's a lot of what coaching is, listening, hearing, and connecting those dots, and hearing what people say on a consistent basis because that really is going to make up the lines between the dots. And uh, so you're already doing a great job of listening, Peg. Okay. Tara, are you still with us? Yep, I'm here. Okay, good. Just wanted to check. All right, let's move on now to the second aspect of setting the foundation. And this is the part that we're going to be practicing today, is establishing the coaching agreement. Now, we've talked about this, and there's some great material we're going to be referring to later and uh, may have some homework around this, which really outlines what are the specifics of this. I want to go by giving you kind of an outline of it, an overview. The coaching agreement can be the overall contract. Say you're working together for six months. It can be the agreement for a session. What are we going to talk about today? And what would you like to have out of that? It could be around a topic. All right, we've talked about this topic several times. What in particular would you like to focus on this time we're looking at it, and what would you like to take away from it? So if you notice, wherever the agreement is, the same three questions are there. The first is, what would you like to focus on? The second is, what would you like to have as a result of our conversation? That's two. And then the third one, which I did not say before, which I'm saying now. And how would that be a value for you to have this thing that you want to get out of this conversation? For example, Shelly, I'm going to just do a little tiny demo of this. You're just, you've arrived 
at, uh, we're kind of thinking about coaching together, but maybe this is our initial conversation, right? So we've just agreed to meet over the phone kind of or for coffee to talk about this. Kelly, so I'm very excited that you're interested in doing some coaching. Shelly, what would you like to... No. Okay. Take three, right? <laughs> Let me do this. So, Shelly, remember what I said, everyone, about flowing? Okay, <laughs> Shelly, <laughs> what brings you to coaching? Well, thank you. I'm glad you asked. I've been thinking about coaching for a while, and I would like some guidance. I, I'm not sure how to word this. Maybe somebody to explore with me some options around adding some spice to my marriage. Spice to your marriage. Uh-huh. And so what would that look like if we were successful and this guidance or support for you and adding some spice to your marriage? What would you be taking away from this? Wow. <clears throat> I hadn't thought of that exactly. I, what, I think what I'd like to take away from or get to would be would be to feel more creative and spontaneous in my relationship and to I already I already feel very loving yet after 25 years things feel a little oh predictable so, so more spontaneity perhaps and yeah spontaneity feeling more what was the word you used Creative. Creative, okay. More spontaneity and more creative. And and how would your life be different if you had those spontaneous moments and those creative moments in your marriage? More fun. Oh. I think it would be more fun. And I guess I have another uh another question and we can we can kind of get into that. What would being more spontaneous look like? Can you give me an example of what might be happening if you were had if you had more spontaneity and more creativity in your marriage? Oh, I might uh, surprise him when he comes home from work one day. Well, actually, it's hard. He works in the house when he's been out all day. <laughs> uh, surprise him with a romantic dinner, hmm. maybe uh, something a little more flattering to wear when he comes home. <laughs> Than my yoga pants and my sweatshirt, <laughs> my barn clothes. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So I'm I'm hearing that you have more of an awareness of how you're being with him, and it might look like things that you would do for him, or how you might show up for him in in a different way than you have before. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you, Shelley. So I'd like to hear from anyone who was listening on the call. What did you hear? other than that lack of flow at the beginning. <laughs> what did you hear from that exchange between Shelley and I? Well, this is Peg. Um, I, I heard you come upon a question that would give more information about, more specific information about her initial statement. Then I heard you just follow that kind of from, from one point to another. I, might, I don't know whether you had in mind this agreement the three parts of the agreement as you did that, or I guess you partly sounded like you partly had those three steps of the agreement that you were trying to establish together, had those things in mind, and you were just trying to get a little clearer of where it was coming from in her, what it, and I, 
that's all I know to say. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And yes, I did have those three points in mind. But as you notice, I didn't just check them off like they were boxes to check off. No. I created conversation. And, you know, it's a great thing that you brought up, Peg. I love this, that you said it was a way for me to get more clear about where she was, where it was coming from. Actually, it wasn't for me to get the clarity. It was for her to get the clarity. Ah, right. Right. Tell me more about what that would look like for you. Tell me more about what it, what it would look like. What would you be doing differently? How would your life be different? So that she has more clarity and then, as we might say, skin in the game about what uh-huh. she wants to create. Because I'm just following her. I don't have an agenda. I don't need to know specifically what to work on. I need for her to be specific about what she wants. Right. And, and your and question... As a coach, I'll figure out, you know, what, ha- what needs to happen next, that sacred space of possibility. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wonderful. Anyone else? What did you hear? Tara, what, what did you hear when you were listening? Yes. Hi. Um, what I heard was uh, you practicing active listening, really hearing what she said and then um, reflecting it back in a way to help procure her own involvement in her own process to find what she's needing and wanting rather than you telling her like, oh, well, this is what you should do. So, yeah, really wonderful active listening there. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, active listening and reflecting back right Excellent. May I say, ask a question here about the, uh, yeah, about asking for her to get more clarity or asking questions that would help her clarify. Clearly, the question you asked, she said, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. So it, it hadn't been as clear as it became. But the other thing I was thinking is that how would I know? Partly, it would seem to me I know because it's not clear to me. I have no idea where in the whole ballpark she is. is with what she first put out there. So that may be some indication that I'm not clear. My noticing that I'm not clear, it seems to me is important to me, but also to be very clear that that's not important to her. (laughs) Yes, it's so true. One of the things that's, remember, well, I don't know if I've said this to all of you, but it's something again, Peg, I'm going to say over and over again. Coaching begins at the moment of contact. Now, Shelly and I, on our having coffee or first date chat, so to speak, may decide not to go forward because we haven't talked about time frame, we haven't talked about money, we haven't talked about anything. But at least we began on, in our discussion, we began our, dis, our conversation around what she's looking for. So that is a coaching conversation already, and we haven't even decided we're going to go forward. And many people, when they come to you for coaching, will come with something with whatever it is. And when you say, well, what would that look like specifically? Or what would you like to have as a result of our coaching relationship? Well, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that. Or what would that look like? Hmm, good question. <laughs> so mm-hmm. these are the kinds of, you're beginning right there to do the coaching. Because they may not be ready to have that kind of relationship. They may want you to tell them, well, I'm looking for a list of things that would re- that you know or ideas that you have that could make my marriage more spicy. Well, I'm not a marriage counselor, and I don't, <laughs> you know, that's not what I do. So that gives me an idea after we, during this coaching conversation of whether it's a match, whether I have the skill set that they are looking for 
to give them what they want, or they're willing to commit to the level that I need to have a fulfilling and successful coaching conversation. So those are all of the underlying things that are going on and setting the foundation. Great. Good questions, everything. Maddie, did you have anything? No, I think I noticed, you know, to, to Peg and Tara's point that um, it really was you just listening and not necessarily, not never saying, well, this is what you should do. There was no should or just really allowing the process for Shelly to think and come to, you know, her own process with it. And you're there guiding her through your questions, which I thought was really, really interesting. Good. Okay, so that's one, and I'm not going to get in right now to the whole setting up the coaching contract for the entire thing. We'll definitely get into that, and we have all kinds of great templates for you, and you will know how to do that and have a lot of practice in doing that by the time you finish this course. But what I'd like to start with is, as I said, a coaching agreement can be established in many different places in the coaching relationship. So, Shelley, what I'd like to do is have us... We have decided that we are going forward. You have gotten all the materials beforehand, and so we have all of that stuff out of the way. What I'd like to focus on on this call is how do we begin a coaching session? Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. So, Shelly, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. So, did you give any thought to what you'd like to focus on today during our session? I have. I guess the ultimate result that I'm looking for is to, like I said before, add some spice to my marriage and some more fun and spontaneity and all of that. And in the coaching process, the reason why I wanted to work with you is, I guess, to find out what's keeping me from doing that. So you're thinking that you have something to do with this. It's not just about him? Well, it's a two-way street. I, I know that. And when you're married for... Or as long as we've been married, we're kind of one person <laughs> at, this, at this phase. And I personally love romance, yet my brain just doesn't always go there. I don't just automatically think of it. And I know it's something he would really appreciate. Yeah. So how can I help you today in moving forward with that, of moving your relationship into that more fun, spontaneous and also helping you to figure out what part you're playing in it. How can I help you today? How can you help me? I think it's having somebody to talk to that doesn't have a vested, that isn't part of the relationship or family to kind of just help me explore my own feelings. So a good listener is what I'm hearing. Yeah, good listener. <laughs> okay, so we have about an hour And, uh, well, no, actually, we have about 50 minutes after that. And what I'm hearing you say is you just like to talk about what you're feeling and what's going on and just express it. And we can do that for a while and then check in and see if anything comes up, if we want to make something more concrete that you want to take out of. How does that sound? I think that's a good plan. I think that's a good plan. Wonderful. All right. So let's go. Thank you, Shelley. What did you hear in that conversation, anyone? Maddie, why don't we start with you this time? (laughs) Okay. Um, Again, I think setting up the parameters for the conversation, you know, really asking Shelly, focusing it on her and what she wants out of this conversation, not necessarily what you 
you weren't coming with an agenda. You weren't coming to fix anything. It was just listening to her, letting her tell you what she needs in this moment as of today, which I thought was also really great because I think sometimes I know for me, my tendency is to think about everything and, and long-term and future, but I think breaking it down to today, like what do we want to talk about today was, you know, just making it bite-sized for, you know, for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Tara, what did you hear? Same sort of thing. I heard you really help her hone in on what it is that she was needing from the experience. So she had to really dive in deep with your questions of, well, how can I help you today and moving forward and what are you really needing? So helping her find clarity within herself. Mm, great. So what was different between this conversation and the one that Shelley and I had initially? Anyone? Well, it's Peg. I think the fact that you said a couple of times just today, you said just for now, today, that changed the maybe the way, may have changed the way she was thinking of the whole thing. Maybe she was, like like Maddie was saying, looking at the whole big pr- problem or whatever she might, however she might describe it. This, And instead, she just looked at today. Yeah, I think all of you are on the right track, that you noticed something that was specific. So... There was, it's for today, there was that we have about 50 minutes for this call, or I said an hour first, but basically I'm talking about a time frame. I'm defining the structure or the container for our session. What do we want? How can I help you today? And we have about 50 minutes. There was one other thing that happened, and it was to define the, the container and structure, and Shelly, do you know what that other thing was? You asked how you could help me. Yes, I said specifically, how can I help you today? In other words, what, what do you want to do? And what did you say? I had to think about it. Yeah, you had to think and, about it. And what I came to was I needed to be listened to. Right. So in active listening, which Tara, you saw before, I heard her say that she just wanted to talk. She just wanted to be listened to. You can't really talk about this with your spouse, or you can, but to a certain degree. There needs to be another way. From our first conversation, told me that was her biggest motivator to even get into a coaching relationship. So she just wanted to be able to express herself without having to be judged or heard or I mean, judged or analyzed or coming up with some kind of a particular plan. She just wanted to talk. And at the same time, I know that she said initially she wanted to see what part she's playing in this, basically. So that's why I kind of made a little mini agenda. All right, well, well, why don't we just talk for a while and I'll listen. And, you know, if we get to some place, we'll check in and see if there's something concrete, more concrete that wants to come out of this conversation. So I set up the structure through what do you want from this? What's the scope within today? What role can I play? And we have this time period. Why don't we do X with this time and then we can look at it again later and see if we need to adjust the agenda. So those were all of the things that happened in that little conversation. And that's how you can set the foundation for a good coaching relationship. 
Now, one of the other things you'll hear me say over and over again was from Bruno Bettelheim, who was a child psychologist, and his thing was, the end is in the beginning. Now, you can see how that would apply to child psychology, how you're raised as a child and whatever happens there is going to show up as an adult. Well, the same thing happens with coaching. Whatever you do in the beginning is going to just get bigger as you go through. For example, many of our students say, well, I didn't know what to do then. Well, one reason is because you never did really clarify the outcome. How we set this up is going to determine the quality and the course and the success of the coaching relationship. So the things to remember are, what would you like to talk about? How can I help you with that? What would you have? What would you like as a result? And, uh, okay, we have five minutes. We have two hours. We have however long the time frame is. And then just to really repeat that back so you know how to go forward. Excellent. Now, we're going to do some practicing. And by the way, I'm sorry, Chef. That was a real conversation that Lisa and I had. We did not set up okay, we're going to do this coaching conversation, so decide what you want to talk about or anything like that. It was to spur the moment. It's a real thing. It's what's happening right now. And we ask you to bring the same thing to your practice. Thank you for saying that. None of this is scripted. Mm -mm. We are really in conversations with all of you. And we also know this information so well that the way we keep it fresh and spontaneous is whenever we do demos, we really come from our hearts. That's what is meant by coaching from the heart, just really being there. And so we're just giving you little tools, a little bit at a time for you to practice. So again, this is what we're going to do is we're going to practice this. And so there will be a coach and a coachee. So you will begin with one person being the coach and making sure you're setting the foundation through what is it that you want to focus on, what would you like to have as a result, and how much time you have. And you probably have like five minutes to do this. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're just really practicing that part. And if you feel really inspired, you can say, and and so how would this benefit you? But that's a real advanced tactic, so only if you get inspired. 